Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ABC or the Animals Book Club for Long. My name is Jenny Cunt. <laughs> My name is Bryn. You sound like Nigel Billingsley from Jumanji, the new movies. Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> you sound um, like, uh, well, first tell the people what your name is and then I'll tell you what you sound like. I did. My name is Bryn. Mm. I already said it. You sound like one of the mermaids from H2R. Good. I'm Clear. Clear. The full moon. <laughs> Clear. I want you War. all to know. I want you all to know that right before we started doing this bit for like a solid minute, we were just like, Clear. 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 No. <laughs> no. Full moon. Yeah. Can't glow in the water. Can't glow in the water. No. Anyway, you cunts, welcome to the... <laughs> this is a book club and podcast where every week we talk about the... We read an animal's book and we discuss it for the first time. And today we're going to be talking about book number 44. The numbers are wrong on our PDF copies. The Unexpected, starring Cassie. And uh, we would also like to formally apologise to the nation and the peoples of Australia and also New Zealand for these dialects we're doing. They're not very good. Nope. And thus right, ends the bit. It. Yeah, that's 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 enough. <laughs> end um, bit. We need an end scene. bit beep, like a beep, like a, <laughs> a little chime that tells everybody that the bit is done. Boom, boom, boom. The there bit has go. completed. We need the Windows chime. <laughs> so that's copyright. Do 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 do. Um. There we go. Anyway, you Hi, heard everybody. the lady. Uh, welcome to the show. Um, today we are going to be talking about book forty-four, the unexpected. Uh, but before we get Not into expected. that, Bryn, I know we just talked for like 10 minutes, but how are you? We did. Let's repeat everything we said for the people. Yeah, let's do it. As, as I'm sure you guys have all known by now, we we like chat a little bit before we start the episode just to like get in the groove, get in the vibe, talk about what we're going to do. And usually we get off on a tangent and talk about our how we are. But we're going to repeat that entire conversation for you here now because we appreciate you. Um, I'm I'm good. Um, let's see. All I've been doing recently is work in school and school and work and work in school. Um, like I get up, I do homework, I go to school. If it's a school day, I come home, I will think about eating lunch and then I go to work and then I come home and then go to bed and we repeat. Um, but that's okay because I have this weekend off because my birthday is on Saturday, which I'm very excited about. Um, yeah, I'm going to be 21 and I have no plans. Woo! So there we go. Woo! How are you, Jenny? Uh, I'm doing okay. Um, rehearsals have started for my, my next play, uh, A Midsummer Night's <laughs> Dream. So we're having fun with that. Um, oh, I, I, I recently, uh, I'm, me and my roommate are trying to watch all of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, because I've only ever seen the first one, and I recently watched Dead Man's Chest, I gotta mm. say, I mean, I don't know how many of you follow me on Twitter on my account, but I did tweet out a tweet saying Davy Jones is, like, the only character design ever. It is He's the, the most, most character, the most design. character design right. ever. Like, no, for sure. I, I added him to my comp pet list. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which right now is just two dudes. It's Christian Bale, Christian Bale in uh, uh, a Midsummer Night's Dream. General, or no, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Christian Bale in a Midsummer Night's Dream when he's playing Demetrius, 
Okay, um, I thought you just meant Christian Bale. Full stop. No, not full stop. Um, unfortunately. Um, and then Davy Jones. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's mm-hmm. awesome. Like it's so cool. Like he's got a tentacle face and he's got a crab claw and like that's that's like the most genius character design. Everyone else needs to retire. Every other artist needs to stop making art because whoever designed Bill Nye's incredible look in that movie deserves to be the president of the United States. Like, like I, I it's just have you seen have you seen like the the screenshots of them behind the scenes when he's like just in the CGI gear and like not no in, I need to not find in costume. I'm begging you to look it up because it, they're they they have like these these pictures of him doing this like intense scene of him as Davy Jones. And he's just like in this ridiculous CGI with the dot dots on his face. Oh, oh yeah. yeah the mocap. <laughs> yeah. It's so intense and it's so funny and it's great. That's really and fun. I'm begging Honestly, you to look it up. I gotta say the effects for that movie hold up really fucking well. Yeah. Especially cause it was made in like what? 2006, 2006 or something. Yeah. It's just like, gosh, I mean, Gosh, I just really loved it, and what a cliffhanger! And and I love Bill Nye, and I love uh, Tia Dalma, and I I I I was inspired to watch them now because I was on YouTube and and the scene between Tia Dalma and um, uh, well, I guess technically Calypso and um, uh, uh, uh Davy Jones Spoilers. got recommended to me. I know. I sorry. It's only been out for. I don't. I mean, yes, I was gonna. Years. I was gonna say that, but also I hadn't seen years. them before yesterday. So, um, uh-huh. but like God. the scene between them in the jail cell showed up mm. on my recommendations, and I was like, "This is so heartbreaking." Like, what is the context? And so then I, I there's not really a lot of buildup of the of the um in in uh the fucking in in Dead Man's Chest. But I do kind of. I had it spoiled for me, so I don't super. I don't super mind so much because it's just a really mm-hmm. fun movie anyway. But like, yeah, once I got past the weird racism in the beginning, I was really into it. Uh, it's yeah, the beginning is weird, but the rest of it's very good. I can't yeah. wait for you to watch the rest of them. The last two movies, or specifically the last movie. Mm, I've is... heard that opinion from most people. <laughs> Of what you're, it's, I think, of what you're saying. I mm-hmm. It was like, why? It's more like a, why was this made? Mm. Who, why did you make this? This is not necessary. Nobody asked for it. Um, and like, I remember when it came out. Like, it, I feel like it wasn't. It was in theaters for about two seconds before it was on. It was like <laughs> there was no announcement that it was coming out anyway. It just kind of showed up, and we we're like, okay. Sure. Apparently, um, that might not be the last movie. Uh, There's some talks like that were announced in 2021 that they might make another one. I mean, maybe they want to make another one because the last two were so bad, which is what I've heard. I've heard that they're really, really bad. I think you should watch them because they're they're like enjoyable to make fun of, and they're still Pirates of the Caribbean. But yeah, they're pretty bad. Yeah, I just really like pirates. I have you watched mm. Our Flag Means Death? I have seen the pilot episode. I haven't. I need I to have watch not it. Had time to get into the rest of it. Funny enough, the guy that plays Nigel Billingsley is is the main character, um, which is why I was thinking of him when I said that. Um, yeah, isn't it Taika Waititi? 
Yes, he's also yeah. in it. He plays Blackbeard. And so That's far, cool. it's very good. It's very funny. Yeah. Ian McShane plays Blackbeard in, a part, in the parts of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. I looked at the cast. Mm-hmm. I really like Ian McShane. I, I really like Ian Shane. Is it Ian McShane or Ian Shane? I need to decide because now I'm gaslighting myself. Ian McShane. I think you should just pick one and then he'll have to change it to whatever that one is. No, no, it's Ian. It's Ian McShane. Anyway, um, mm. but yeah, I've I've heard our flag means death is really really fucking good and really gay. So yeah. should probably. It's really. It. I've only seen the one episode, but it's really funny so far. That's um, good. And yeah, what else was I gonna say? Mm, I don't I don't remember other than that I'm so glad that you're watching them oh oh I remember what I was gonna say that post that you made like this is the most character design Mm -hmm. I was on Twitter this morning first mistake I know um yes and I keep doing this thing where like you'll make a tweet or you're you'll uh you'll retweet something and it'll pop up and I'm like, oh, that's so fucking funny. And then I go to like it. And then I remember, and then two things happen. One, I realized that's when that's your post. And like, that's, that feels like a little weird for the Animorphs book club podcast official to be liking one of its creators posts. And then second, I remember that this is the Animorphs book club podcast. No. Yeah. Uh, official account and i can't like anything on twitter <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then i go through like five stages of grief and then i realize once again that that's your post and i'm like ha nice jenny uh, hey you can reblog you can not reblog oh no i'm showing my stripes <laughs> i'm showing, my, showing, I'm showing my past i'm showing my age you can retweet it if you want onto the main account i would not mind I'll i think that tweet should, i think my tweet should go <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I will, I will, I will turn off the replies, and you will not be able to reblog. You will not be able to add it to your queue. You will not be able to. <laughs> did you ever use the queue function on Twitter? No. Neither did I. I knew of people no. who did, and I never did. No. Yeah. Neither did I. I say it like I'm not still on Tumblr. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. I think I only made like two posts on tumblr um the thing i didn't like about tumblr is that um which is the thing that a lot of people like about it and that i'm just too lazy to do because is that you have to like hunt for content like you have to Mm. know what you're looking for and i'm like i don't know it's funny i need somebody to just be casually funny around me so i can laugh which is which is what you do um thank you "Mm." yeah I'd say I don't really have that problem personally because my Tumblr is so old that I follow quite a lot of people. And I'd mm-hmm. say my dashboard has aged like quite the fine wine. It used to be a really heinous space of disgustingness because 2014 Tumblr was really upsetting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's I gotten in, better. Like, yeah, I joined in 2016 and then I didn't like Mistake. where it was going. And instead of taking the approach that you did, which was like curating my following list so that it ages well, I just gave up and abandoned my account. That's um, valid. Yeah, there's no algorithm, so really. I mean, they're trying to do an algorithm type thing, but it's not really the same. Um, and I, I, I personally appreciate it, but I can get why you wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Also, I don't spend very much time on social media, so it wasn't, it wasn't worth 
it for me to invest in it. Like, I still don't know really how to use Twitter. If you ever guys, if you guys see a tweet of ours that's like particularly bad, that's fine. That means I made it. Um, or like, that's okay. If the thing, no one has ever written a good tweet. I think you're so right. You're so right, Jenny. Um, There's never been a good tweet. (laughs) Oh, speaking of Twitter, one last thing. Um, I made the mistake of opening Twitter by accident after the Oscars. I didn't even watch the Oscars. I was working. I got home and I was sitting in my car and I hit Twitter by accident instead of Pinterest because they're right next to each other. And just the whole feed, whole feed was just Twitter dissecting the the Will Smith and Chris Rock scandal. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Oh God. The scandal. The scandalo, and I was like, "This is a mess," and I just logged out. But I was like, eh. and it was also the this first thing that I heard of it, and that I I didn't have any context. So I was like, "What is happening?" And then I logged out and went to NBC instead, and then I got the context. Anyway, so just mm. everybody stay off Twitter indefinitely, except except for our posts. You can look at our stuff. That's my news. Woo! Our Twitter is the only good one. (laughs) Yeah, that's so right. That's exactly what I'm saying, actually. Any Um, way. Okay, after 13 minutes of intro, let's (laughs) talk about this cover. Um, I really like the third one, just a kangaroo with clothes. That's oh no, the second one is just a kangaroo with clothes. Let's be real. Um, the the fit is not the it. Um, she looks very short and squat. Uh, I don't know what she they does. did to her. I think it's because um, the, the coat is too oversized, and also I think pink is not her color. But I do appreciate. That I it hate that color. Title. Oh yeah. That magenta. Oh sorry. <laughs> no, I don't like pink like either. But color. I just. Oh. Oh, you weren't apologizing to me. Just the people, the masses. Um, I yeah, was apologizing to you. Oh, I don't like pink. But thank you. Oh, cool. 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 I like that um the background how it's like this blue and purple and green sky mm. situation it's very tie dye I just like how colorful this this cover is It I is think. quite colorful I just don't uh-huh. I, I I personally I don't get what Okay three things I don't get what oh. this color this color uh schema has to do with uh the book as its plot because this book takes place in the desert oh not a damn thing i don't really get the title three i don't really get the tagline okay one let me respond to these bullet points yes one the color scheme i think has not a damn thing to do with the book two the events of this book were unexpected to say the least I mean, I think the title is vague enough that be like, yeah, nobody could have predicted that. Um, And three, the Yerks were like barely in this book. Yeah, that's what I was confused about. (laughs) And they didn't play mind games at all. So I feel like this, this tagline should have been reserved for a different book. I think my theory is um, Scholastic said, hey, this book, these are the things that are in this book, okay? It's got kangaroos. It's got Cassie. Yeah. Um, make a title, David. <laughs> make, make a cover. Make I think title. that's what yeah. happened. I mean, there's a couple. 
of books in the series where it's very it's very at least to me very clear that 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 David Mattingly didn't get like any information about the book. Mm-hmm. At least that's what it reads like to me. Um and I think this is one of those cases. And also it's time. It's I I apologize. It's time. It's all, it's anyway, time that's those are my thoughts about the cover. I I completely agree. How many sporks? Uh, like two. It's not entertaining enough to justify. Mm, fair enough. Um, uh, I love our sporks rating because, um, as we all know, I'm I'm um, in culinary school, and a lot of our assignments have to do with like rating different restaurants and and talking about the system of of quality in a restaurant. And we were just talking about the spoons and fork system. <laughs> and I, you said, you said restaurant. <laughs> Did I say restaurant? You said restaurant. Yeah. A restaurant, as we all know. Um, anyway, we were just talking about the spoons and fork system. And I was watching an interview with um, Marco Pierre White, who's like one of the most famous celebrity chefs, maybe the first celebrity chef. Um, Who's, who's like he's known for having you know worse temper than Gordon Ramsay and like he he has a billion restaurants or whatever and he was like very seriously he was like my first restaurant had five red spoons and forks we wanted or had three red spoons and forks and then within a year we had five red spoons and forks completely serious and I like couldn't help cracking up because I was like wow his covers must be really good <laughs> yeah his cover David <laughs> Madding like- really worked hard well, wow, he must really worked hard on those on your restaurant. Um, <laughs> I just mm-hmm. like I just couldn't, in all seriousness. I'm, I'm sure that's not very funny to other people, but I was cracking up. Anyway, I appreciate book. Let's get into, book. Let's get mm-hmm. into this this wacky waving inflatable arm this tube tail. Wacky, cracky, strange book. It's in. It's. Anyway, she swooped low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this had to be it. Playing at the far gate. Two marine guards trying to look casual. Well, as casual as you can get wearing combat boots and a pistol strapped to your chest. Based. Based. Not the, not the, not the military. Cassie's reaction. Anyway. Yeah. Um, she's flying over an airport is the, the long and short of it. Um, and they're looking for uh, someone transporting a chunk of bug fighter wreckage. I'm shocked that this is the first time they're talking about the collateral damage of the fact that they shoot planes out of the sky. Alien mm. planes. And no it one's only, been finding any It any only cleanup. took 43 books. 44, technically. Oh, is our... The um, numbers are wrong. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, okay. Anyway. anyway, so they're uh, they're flying around this airport, and all of a sudden, a car rolls up, a limousine rolls up, a guy with a bald spot, spot, a guy with a bald spot, a bald splat rolls up, um, and he's very obviously a controller. Um, thought he might have been um, Mister Three for a second, but then I remembered. Oh, of course, Ray finds his beautiful long blonde hair. And he mm-hmm. he does have a bald spot. He no, has long, flowing, beautiful not. blonde hair. That's right. Also, that flows yeah, in the wind. We don't, 
<laughs> we don't need to get into it. A really fine um, this tangent one more time. We don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. But how does this man, he only ages when a rule calls for it. How is that possible? Yeah. And then he, like, he's just, he's simply, I don't think he actually has an age. He's just whatever age the rule calls for. Which is insane to me. Yeah. Anyway. But in oh, any role, young he, Ray he's Fiennes never had a bald so good. So cool. <laughs> he's such cool hair. I'm looking at pictures of Ray Fiennes to see how accurate I am in oh, my assessment. Mm, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. He's got long blonde hair that goes down to his waist. Cool. <laughs> Glad to know I was right. <laughs> Love it when you're right. Uh, um, anyway, I think this guy just like loaned one of uh, Visitor Three's limos, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah." He's just some suit. Anyway, uh, she like tricks the Marines into believing that the bald splat is um talking shit about the marines and then she takes a shit on his head <laughs> she's a she's a seagull by the way so she takes a shit on his head mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and all of a sudden a bunch of guns start being shot and then cassie's like rachel jake bro bias and marco i can't do this on my own bye they're in a suitcase. Right. They're in a suitcase. Well, I mean, that's, I, that's what I'm choosing to believe. It just says a thousand pounds of grizzly bear exploded from the rubble, but I'm choosing to believe that they were in the suitcase. Yeah, I do like, I like the idea that they all had to, like, take turns zipping each other into a suitcase. And they're the, all in one suitcase? For the, yeah, for the big reveal. <laughs> like a clown cop. <laughs> it's just like... And it's, it's it's very much like when you're packing and you're like standing on top of it trying to zip it shut and you're like I can get this I'm not gonna check a bag. Oh, this who's the is one that was like, on. Who's the one that was sitting on the suitcase to zip the others in? Do you think? Rachel, she's just a bear sitting she's on the suitcase bear. and she's just like you guys can z- I can give she, I'm giving it enough weight. It's she's just like, it's we compressed. are not using two suitcases and you're not destroying two. I'm not checking two bags. <laughs> That's right. She's like, you know how much money that is? And then she, is? <laughs> she's, she's not actually in a suitcase. She's the one checking the bags. So she walks into the airport as a bear. As a in bear? Like a, uh, like a, in a disguise. A bear like with Scooby-Doo. like glasses and a tie. They're like Yeah, like like glasses mm, and like a, a hat and like a, a suit jacket. And she's like, I would like to check this bag. She's, she's wearing a trench coat. <laughs> she's wearing a trench coat. She's wearing like a dress. Like... <laughs> She's like, I would like and to get she, on the plane, please. Because she's, you know, and 14 and they know how airports work. Yeah. And they're like, okay, ma'am. Uh, this bag so is overweight. She's like, <laughs> Yeah, because they like, to- this is before the TSA. So she could just walk yeah, right in. Yeah, this is before the TSA. She just walked right in. Um, but they're like, ma'am, this bag is over a, is over sixty uh, over 45 pounds. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to ask you to pay $70. And then she's like, <laughs> and then she doesn't. I almost made a really bad joke that I'm not gonna make. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna make it. Um, okay, don't. Uh, anyway, um, she is then. Uh, so then, then they start fighting, and then she explains to the reader the tea. Um, 
and girl, she gets into a lot of detail. Um, more detail than might be necessary, Cassie. I'm going to yeah, have to give you been... some notes on this exposition here. Yeah, she gives um, a few pages of detail that takes up most of the chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, the fight is happening. They are fighting. And all of a sudden, a bunch of automatic rifles start going off from the terminal roof. You know and how it uh, does. Marco's like, cool. Uh, you know how it does. Um, basically, they're fighting, and um, Cassie ends up having to morph into a different. She gets shot in bird form, and so she's like, I have to demorph. And so she like starts to halfway demorph, and so she's like half bird, half human. And then she's like running away, yes. and she gets like cornered by another uh, um, CIA guy. Um, and then she like ends up stealing like a golf cart from the tarmac and starts driving it around the airport. Uh, half bird, half uh, girl. Um, and then she like uh, ends up uh, uh, hiding inside of a plane. And she's like, okay, demorph. Got to demorph, and I got to remorph. Uh, and then she ends up remorphing into a little fly. And then flying around. This is a very just... long and drawn out uh, action sequence right at the beginning of the book. Yeah, they really just hit you with it. Do you want me to go through it to the best of my ability? Or no, I, I, I got it because I mostly got it because I, okay, I read this a lot book. better at the action. I've been sequence. getting better. And I read it today, so it's still pretty it. fresh in my mind. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that sometimes <laughs> that tends to be the case. Um, anyway, they're, they start, She's so she's fully fly, and then they figure it out. They're like, of course she's like a bug, so let's spray bug spray through the, the bullet holes we've made in this, in this door. So they Clever spray bug controller. spray. They finally figured out the one thing that can destroy these children. Destroy the, bug spray. the animals. Bug spray. Raid. <laughs> Um, their greatest enemy, Raid. Um, and they, she, like, ends up sneaking through one of the, um, uh, uh, like, holes. And she ends up being in the baggage cart. And then ends up into the, the, like, conveyor belt. And ends up, uh, like, she's, like, half, again, like, demorphed. Because she was covered in bug spray and was dying. She's, like, half fly, half girl, very much, um like in the fly <laughs> who caught who played the fly he's also in jurassic park everyone loves him uh jeff goldblum uh, jeff goldblum very much like jeff goldblum in the fly um anyway she ends up inside of the like compartment where all the bags go and the golf bag is on top of her and then it it all fades to black and she wakes up. She gets knocked out like a lot of times in this book. She does. She, she's not. She goes through it. Concussion by the end of this. She really goes through it. She goes through a lot in this book by herself. Yeah, my girl. Um, but anyway, she uh, uh wakes up and she's like, "Oh God, am I a Nothly? Nope, she's fine." And she's looking around at all the luggage and she's like, "Huh." S-Y-D. What could it mean by S-Y-D? Let's take a look at the cover. Hmm, a kangaroo. 
SYD. <laughs> Not that Cassie and, and knows the knowledge. She thinks it, she doesn't put the pieces together. Um, whose name is Sid? I knew as soon as the kangaroo was on the cover. And we, I was like, oh, we're going to Australia. And as soon as it said Sydney, I was like, come on, Cassie. I knew it from the bag saying Sydney, which is what the SYD means. It's airport. Sid. What is the Sacramento airport? Like, SMF. Code. SMF? What does that mean? Sacramento. Um, wait, no. I think it's just... Um, let me look it up. I know, because I know the Sacramento airport is the Sacramento International Airport. Um, hmm. You think it'd be SAC? I know. Mm. I I mean, because the one because the Milwaukee General Mitchell I, Airport is MKE. Uh, <laughs> What's up? Um, oh, Why are we laughing? S- uh, Sacramento Metropolitan Field. When I looked oh. up, what does SMF stand for? The results were SMF Self Management Self Managed Supernatrium Fund Standardized Monitoring Framework. Software maintenance facility, student master file. And the last one was, um, yeah. Oh, other acronyms are Stupid Motherfucker, Santa Monica Freeway, So Much Fun, mm. Super Mario Flash, Shaking My Fist, Sick Motherfucker. So, huh. Huh. What a, what a wild. That's what SMS and wacky for. world. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so Sid, she's going to school in Australia, which is why we were doing that incredible accent. Um, but it's mm. very, very cold. Uh, uh in this in case, air. and she's like very cold. She's fucking starving. She's fucking thirsty. She's go. It's bad. Um, but basically, she goes. She gives a little plot details here. Of uh, Marco had said he, Mar- Marco and Axe found something interesting on the web. Um information about a piece of alien spacecraft that washed up on the beach a piece that sounded very much like a part of a yerk ship a bug fighter and they basically learned that it was going to be flown um to a marine base and then onto a stealth jet and then to a nasa lab in washington my mom's in washington right now oh washington dc she's having a good time yeah um but yeah oh they're basically like, yeah, we need earthquake. to find this because the Yerks are absolutely going to go and, and <laughs> yeah, earthquake. Uh, the Yerks are absolutely going to go and try and find it because they really, really, really do not want to be discovered. Um, so that's where all this came from. Um, but yeah, she's trying to, you know, get a little bit warmer and trying to find food and she finds some oranges and she. I don't know why she doesn't eat any. She's got a whole thing about stealing. But it doesn't matter because she's stupid. Because then she takes this old man's mothball cardigan and two bottles of prune juice. Yeah. So. Anyway, she's, uh. All of a sudden, as she's hunting through, she hears this, like, buzzing sound and then a blinding green light. And then she realizes her, her legs can't they're frozen they're like paralyzed they don't they don't work none um and she's like ah 
I leaned against the crate, which blocked my body from the ray, and only my legs were exposed, which is a little confusing, but that's okay. But that's um, the magic. That's the magic. Um, but she is like, all right, I want to morph small, but of course they're going to find me if I morph small, so maybe I'll fight back. And she ends up morphing into a... um a polar bear because the basically a bug fighter has showed up and is sending um hork bajir into fighting cassie so she morphs into a polar bear hmm. and then they fight and they're fighting and they're fighting and she's fine she's fine she fucks them up she fucks him up, and she ends up like 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 scratching the walls and making it look like she fell out of the plane. Yeah, she's um, like, I shall deceive them. Um, I shall do a little trick, and they will never know about my trick. That's right. Um. But anyway, she like uh, uh uh she she ends up being like, okay, no, this is not working. I need to be smarter. Um. But first, she ends up like getting some, stealing some people's shit and getting like a sleeping bag and some prune juice and some slim fast bars and an old man's cardigan. And yep. she goes to sleep like that. That sounds about, yeah. But then she immediately wakes up because there's more, there's more um, buzzing. And she's like, oh shit. They're here. And uh, she realizes that they're they're in that cargo hold. There's a, a human controller and two Hork-Bajir. Um, and they start ripping through shit, trying to find stuff. Um, they end up going into the cabin. And she's like, I can't go into the bathroom. And then he, she's like, oh, wait, I have a better idea. I will pretend to be a passenger. Because all of the passengers, by the way, have been like frozen, like paralyzed by the beam. Mm -hmm. So she's like, I will blend in using my incredible acting skills. Um, and and she ends up getting into the main cabin and like pulling a blank, sitting in a seat and pulling a blanket over her, and like very stilly is sitting. And it's very, um, I'm afraid. There, there's <laughs> I'm tension. Scared. It's very tense. Tense. That's the word. Tension. Thank you for helping me find my word. Um, but they start searching through, like ripping things off the wall. Cassie's just staring forward, not blinking, not breathing. Um, they look around, they look around. All of a sudden, they, didn't, they don't notice her, so they're like, okay, let's move on. And they're about to move on when all of a sudden, the human woman is like, wait a damn minute. They could be hiding in human morph. Let's shoot all these people, and whoever reacts is the is the bad guy. <laughs> so yeah, they literally just go around shooting everybody, tasering everybody, and they're like, hmm, whoever reacts badly is the Andalite. That's the plan. Um, and Cassie's like, well, now I'm fucked. But she ends up tricking them because right as they shoot her, she like punches him not punches him she just like pushes uh uh her hand against his back and then the dracon beam 
guts, uh, clutters to the floor and she picks it up. And she uh, and the this controller woman are at like a standoff. And Cassie is having a bit of trouble because she could like do one blast and like kill this woman, but she's like, I already killed that Hork Bajir. Because she accidentally killed a Hork Bajir, by the way. She like shot him and he vaporized into she's black like, oh, smoke. Sh- shit. And she's like, that was an accident. Sorry. <laughs> um But then she's like, I can't kill this woman. But then she's like, this woman can't kill me. <gasps> Wait a minute. You can't kill me, woman. Verbatim, um, that's what she said. Yeah, that's I'm looking at the line right now. Yeah, we're looking and at And all right of now. us, yeah, and then Cassie's like, all right. Uh, uh, maybe you're right. Visser 3 wanted the Andalite bandit taken alive. But if you explain to him how a simple airplane search spun out of control, forcing you to kill me, I'm sure he'd understand. He's a ve- He's an extremely nice person. And then all of a sudden, she's, like, distracting this woman. And she, like, pulls the door handle um, and opens it and then dives out of the plane. And since there's tractor beams on the plane, there's no pressure. And this is really funny because she's just falling through the air (laughs) and, like, screaming. Just like that. Yeah. Sorry, uh, I missed her. Could you do one more time? I don't think so. I think... Wait, hold on. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, You're so welcome. I'll call you back in uh, for the callback. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I can't wait to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's really funny because she's like, wow, flying as a bird is great. Falling as a human, not as fun. <laughs> she's like, this fucking sucks. I love that she just is like screaming. Like, I, I, I don't like it when, when people jump out of planes and movies and they're so experts that they don't scream when they jump. Like, nah, bitch. I'd be like, ah! like, sorry, it's really funny. <laughs> was that a better take? That was a little bit better. Um, thank, you. thank you. But anyway, she morphs into an osprey. Um, and hopefully no one sees her. <laughs> but uh, she morphs into an osprey, and then she flies away, and an orange flash, and the jet uh, uh pretty much explodes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Pretty much. No. Wait. Well, the, yeah. The, bug the sound of a jet explodes. The bug fighter explodes. Not the plane. Yes. But she falls into the the desert, and it's red de- uh, dirt, really. So it's not a desert. Um. But it explodes all around her, and she feels like shit. And she's like, "All right, demorph, remorph, flea time." And she's a flea. For about and two she's hours, like, and then she morphs out. For about, yeah, she like digs under the sand and is safe because they're not gonna find her. Um, and then she morphs out. Um, and she's like thinking as she's like a, a um a flea. She's thinking, and she's like, hmm, if I was 
if if I had made even one good decision in the last twelve or fourteen hours, none of this would have happened. Um, I'm just being a little so louder, this though. is my fault. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the 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 thing about the whole like if I hadn't done blah blah blah, none of this would have happened. Like it does come back around, so I don't mind so much the the beating herself up over this because it does come back around in in its own way. For sure, and I do think that is very uh, in character of her to beat herself up over choices that she was forced mm. to make. You know, it's a very casty move. Um, yeah. Because her whole thing is just uh, perpetual guilt about everything. So, yeah. Yeah, and she's basically going, like, through a whole sartorial angst about it. She's like, um, get involved in any way, commit acts maybe much worse. Why? To save some lives, not others? A choice. There's always a choice. Radical freedom. It's time. <laughs> Jean-Paul Sartre. Everyone always has a choice. But this book is uh, not pro-radical freedom. Jean-Paul Sartre would be very disappointed. Well, he wouldn't be disappointed in a lot of us, I think. Well, he's dead, well, bitch. He's dead, bitch. So what is he gonna, what's he gonna do? He's dead and also French. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And also French, so fuck that man. No, he's wrong. So he's wrong. See, okay. I, was, I was pandering to your English heritage there. Oh, I don't mind. You know what? Everybody has started to pander to my English heritage in my uh, culinary class, the one that we have in person, because every time we make a, like, a, do a technique or a recipe that is at its core... French, like through and through. Why are there bees outside of my window? Shut up. Um, like through and through. That's super French. Um, it's bad. It's nasty. Like a Hollandaise. We we made a Hollandaise recently, which goes over like poached eggs, eggs Benedict. It's bad. It's gross. It's nasty. Nobody liked it. Um, so anytime there's something French, we're all like, mm, the French. This is their fault. Everything's their fault. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. I so. read, I was watching a meme video about slave revolts, because uh, I found this, like, channel that makes meme videos about wars. <laughs> and sure. I found one about, like, the various slave revolts that have happened throughout history. And, like, apparently, I didn't pause to read all the information. But according to the comments section, uh, one of the commenters found it very, very funny that the British apparently allied with the revolting slaves in one of these slave revolts just to get back at the French. Like, the British weren't actually anti-slavery. They were just just anti-French. They were just anti-France, which is really (laughs) funny that their only consistent moral, their only consistent ethical system and moral belief is fuck the French. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. I feel like that can anyway. That's just that's just like the past eight hundred years, pretty much summed up. Pretty much. Um. <laughs> Which is funny because of the Norman invasion. <laughs> Everything about that is funny. It's very funny. I'm not going to pretend to know really anything about English history, though. So I'm gonna. I'm. Please uh, do not take any of the historical references I'm making. Please take all of them with the all of the grains of salt. I'm just making Every little gokes. Every single grain of salt. I'm just. just I'm just goking. I'm making funny. Joking. Yeah, I love Jean Paul Sartre. Okay, he's my favorite philosopher. I just think it's funny to make fun of him because he's French. <laughs> mm. 
L plus ratio plus didn't ask plus your French plus no radical freedom. (laughs) You're really showing your age. What? You're really showing your age again. Showing Um, your age? That's a Twitter reference. That's a modern reference. L plus ratio? I I think if it's more than two years old, you're showing your age. It's not, though. L plus no L plus ratio is like a new thing. Do I know anything about Twitter? No. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. So you can't hold any misinformation against me, I think. Because um I don't know a damn thing. Would you hold it against me? <laughs> Sorry. That's where my brain went. No, please please continue. We'd love to hear it. Um uh, if I, if, if that's what I thought. <laughs> one sec, let's look at the lyrics. No. <laughs> uh, would you hold it? It's by Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. If I said I wanted your body now, would you hold it against me? That's it. There you go. Anyway, so as I was saying, L plus ratio plus stuck in the desert plus no radical freedom plus your French. Uh, so anyway, she is um, just kind of chilling. And all of a sudden, she like gets out of the sand, uh, doesn't look around because she's a flea. And she can't do that. And she like demorphs. She don't have any eyes. She ain't got no eyes. Mm. L plus ratio plus ain't got no eyes. Um, and she, like, demorphs, and all of a sudden she hears a voice right in her ear go, like, they're gone. I'm not gonna do the accent for him. I'm not gonna do that. Um, anyway, she screams, this other person screams, they hear a doggy dog, um, and she sees this, this guy in front of him, uh, who has dark hair and, or dark skin, curly hair, he has a little dog. He's a little about her age, maybe older. Um, and she's like, Whoa. She like looks around, kind of worried, and he's like, No worries, we're alone. And and and, and he was like, uh, you scared me. I just saw a girl turn into or, or a fly, a flea turn into a girl. <laughs> so yeah, that's a thing. Um yep. and he's like, hmm. Yeah, and we learned this guy's name is Yami. And, I like uh, this kid. Right off I the like bat. him. He seems chill. I like this kid. He's chill. He's really. He really just says, "Okay, no worries." Yeah, no worries. that's his thing. Is no worries. Uh, his name's Yami. Or you just turned yeah, into Yami. a Yami. Okay. Cool. I'll see where it thinks. And also, I saw you turn into a bird. That's cool. Dope. That's cool. <laughs> no worries. Okay. Um. Uh, and uh. uh his he has a dog, a little a little puppy, a little puppy. I always named uh, a dog. Huh? Is the dog small? Can you imagine? It was a big dog. Uh, they describe it as a pup, so I imagine it as a little puppy, <laughs> which is maybe not true. Um, but uh, his name like, is uh, yeah, a horse bajir. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe it's not a little puppy. Well, it is. But I want to be a little puppy. So... True, true, true. Uh, but her his name is uh, Tajala or Jala. I I don't I'm not good at pronunciation. 
I'm going to say T'Challa, and uh, get me in the comments if I'm wrong. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Yami, Cass uh, is like, why aren't you, like, freaked out? And he's like, I'm a little freaked out, but not a lot. This is why. And, like, he's been, like, walking her to, like, a place, and he leads her to, like, a sacred place, a spring. To quote Yami, a spring created by our spirit ancestors that made the water and the cliff and the caves along the cliff. And when they finished, they changed themselves into rocks and mountains and trees and stars and all the things on Earth and in the sky. And maybe fleas, too. Who knows? I like that um, this is the second time in this series that we've had an indigenous character who, like, explains that, like, well, no, it's not as weird to me because shape-shifting and form-changing is, like, a huge part of, like, our spiritualism and, and our beliefs. I think that's kind of cool, personally. I think that's also very cool. I like that. I don't know. I think it's neat. <laughs> I think it's fantastic that, anyway, we'll get into it. We'll get into it later. When we get into the thoughts. Yeah. Because I can't make a fully formed thought right now for some reason. That's okay. Um... But anyway, she like uh, uh he he looks over to see this like spring and a bunch of uh creatures standing around it. Uh these creatures are kangaroos and then she's like, "Okay, this is not South Dakota." And I'm like, first of all, he would have an accent. Have you never heard an Australian accent before, Cassie?" He'd be like, "They're gone. Welcome to uh not South Dakota. This is my South Dakotan accent." <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, I'm from South Dakota. <laughs> That's, uh, haven't you ever been to South Dakota? That's just what people sound like there. I would like to apologize for the South Dakotans uh, for doing this accent. Um, I've never, you know, interacted with your culture or anything, but like... What do people from South Dakota sound like? Do they just sound... I would assume they sound like this. Do they have like a Midwest <laughs> accent? Where the hell is South Dakota? Uh, I think it's... uh. Uh, middle um, of the west, south. Let's look up a map. South. It is south of North Dakota. Mm, fantastic. South Dakota. I drove through South Dakota. Really? To get yeah on a road trip. It is a uh, just outside the Midwest, starting to approach the West. Um. Yes. Yes. I remember distinctly. It's a very beautiful state. It's where Rushmore is. Um, mm-hmm. I could have not I didn't, told you that if my life depended on it. I didn't go to see. I didn't. We didn't see Mount Rushmore because we didn't want to. Um, <laughs> that's valid. But we did see. Isn't the Badlands? And yeah, yeah, yeah. The Badlands. I think are in South Dakota. Badlands. South Dakota Badlands. has a lot of cool. Yeah. The Badlands are. It's like a desert kind of mountainous region. Um. It just goes and it goes on for miles. If you look at pictures of it, it literally looks like Mars. And I went to and when I saw it, I was like, I'm like scared because it like looks like space. It feels like you're in space. It doesn't feel like you're on Earth. Um, but I saw that. Uh, South Dakota. What's in South Dakota? <laughs> I mean, apparently. I think that the yummy. Oh, I saw the. Yes, I saw the Crazy Horse Memorial, which has a really kind of fucked up thing about it. Um, oh, Deadwood. I think I went to Deadwood. Um, I went to Custer State Park. Custer State Park is pretty neat. 
Oh, Custer State Park has um, it has like a protected buffalo tribe. Mm-hmm. So I got to see a bunch of buffalo. Oh, dope. I did a, a, a shocking amount of things in South Dakota. Wow. For somebody who... <laughs> There's a lot of things to do. Remember what South Dakota is a second ago. You've done a shocking amount of things there. Yeah, it's really weird. Wow. Anyway, um, interesting state. Um, really not that great outside of like the nature stuff. I'd say if you're going to South Dakota, the one thing you should do is go to the Badlands. I think it's pretty worth it. Um, great to drive in because there's nothing. <laughs> it is kind of like a desert in the Midwest. It's really odd. Anyway, hmm. uh, yeah. Yami is like, yeah, bitch, we're not in South Dakota. He doesn't say that. Uh, he's like, yeah, you are lost. This is not South Dakota. Um, and she's like, all right, so I'm lost in Australia. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, the Ami explains some stuff about kangaroos, and kangaroos are are assholes. That's a that's what Is I've that heard at least. Or a fact or a... That, I think that's a. I think that aren't they jerks? I don't. I don't I've know never a lot one, about. So I feel like I don't feel. Comfortable I yeah. I've never met one personally. Judgment. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've never met one. But anyway, uh, Tajala starts chasing one of the kangaroos, and Yami's like, "Stop it." Get some help. <laughs> um, Get some help. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but they end up uh, finding a kangaroo that's, like, trapped in some fence. And Cassie, like, puts her hand on, on her and, like, calms her down with the with the morphing, the woo, you know? Um, the woo. Um, thank you. Uh, and la, um, she, like calms her down and frees her and then she's like cool i've acquired a kangaroo um oh and by the way uh there's like a line earlier where like these two have like a weird dynamic where it's like cassie's like afraid she might like him she's i don't got care a lot of guilt much. she's got a lot of guilt in this book that feels unnecessary like yeah that specific the the other guilt i get the plot related guilt i get but her guilt in regards to yeah i admit concerning yami because like she she has this whole thing where she's like kind of feeling like she likes him and that she's not she's like betraying jake in some way but a lot of the reason that she thinks she might like him is because he reminds her of jake and that she misses him and like it's a Mm. it's a whole thing and it also just reminded me that they're 14 and yeah she's holding herself to some high standards here when she's under an immense amount of pressure that's what i'm thinking those are my thoughts yeah uh, and then thank you for sharing your thoughts. If you have thoughts of your own, um, you can email us. That's it. Episode's done. Everybody go home. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, Goodbye. Anyway. Uh, but uh, uh, she goes to sleep, and she wakes up to a booming laugh. Or, well, a booming laugh burrows into her dreams. I assume it is Yami. Uh, Yami's laugh that she's thinking of. Because, like, the last chapter ended with him descri- uh, laughing at a funny joke. Um, but she's like, man, it's hot. It is warm and hot. Um, I'm sweating. Wow. In my sleep. And she's sweating, and she's still wearing uh, her 
uh, her, uh, uh, unitard, or is it a leotard? I don't know. What is the difference? I believe a unitard. Um, let's look it up. Unitard versus leotard. I did gymnastics. You'd think I'd know. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, a, a, a leotard has shorts, whereas a unitard is, it has like shorts and typically sleeves. I think she said it's whereas, a leotard. Dope. Good for her. Wait. Mystery ooh. solved. Everybody go home. Mystery solved. Everyone stop listening to the show. Quit your day job. Escape right. into Australia. There we go. Yeah, it's a leotard. Okay, cool. Um, But yeah, a leotard has like longer arms and sleeves, whereas a unitard is just, it's like a swimsuit. Um, okay, so she has a, she has a leotard. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, glad we've established this and we've spent a whole minute talking about it. Love that. Uh, she meets, uh, she ends up meeting, uh, Yami's grandfather, uh, and he's, like, kind of limping a little bit. He doesn't look great. Mm-hmm. Um, and Yami's like, I told my grandfather about your shape-shifting powers, and he's like, yes, spring of our ancestors who chose it as a safe shelter, it's a sign. And then Yami is like, my grandfather's greatest fear is that the old traditions will disappear, rhyming. He works very hard to teach us the ways of our ancestors. He thinks you're proof that he's doing well. That's nice. Yay. Um, yeah, and, and Cassie's like, girl, this is not what you think it is. <laughs> this is not very ple- This is not a pleasant thing that you think this is. Um, which makes sense that Cassie does not really associate morphing with something fun to do anymore. That's right, because you were child soldiering. Sacrifice. But anyway, she's like, all right, breakfast time. And he like pours her a bowl of, um, they're called witchety grubs, which is something that I learned. Thanks for teaching me about Australia book. I didn't know this was a thing. They're, they're bugs that are, 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 are eaten. by the uh, Aboriginal people of Australia in this area, the specific area of Australia that Cassie is in, which is really interesting. Um, and Cassie's like, I can't do this. Um, I'm not going to eat this bug. Sorry. <laughs> Isn't she a vegetarian? Yeah, I guess, but it's a bug. Does that really count? Are I bugs vegan? Clue. I don't think bugs are very vegan because they're a living thing. Because they're, cause they're right. not technically animals, but I don't know. I have a vegan friend who won't even consume honey because it's an animal product. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess are they vegetarian? I mean, vegetarians, some vegetarians eat eggs, so maybe it would be okay True. if she, as a vegetarian, would eat a bug. But yeah, she just doesn't want to eat the bug anyway. I don't know. Some some vegans and vegetarians won't eat anything with gelatin in it because it comes from the marrow of animal bones. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting question. Uh, go read the experiment. We already talked about this. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Or go watch. Go listen to the experiment. Um, uh, we talked about it for but a she's, hot second. We did. Um, but he's like, uh, you know, you're probably really hungry. It's 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 it just it just tastes like butter. 
Um, so you try some. And she's like, I don't have an appetite. And then Yami has this like really sad look on his face. <laughs> and Cassie's like, fuck. <laughs> that was not nice. But I mean, I, I, I get it, girl. You're going through a lot and you don't want to eat bugs. No, bugs. Sure. Yeah, and you don't want to eat them. That's fine. Um, and she's like, yo, do you have a phone? I need to make a call. And he's like, no, we don't have a phone. Are you, you kidding me? This is this is the Northern Territory, okay? This is the Northern Territory in Australia. We ain't got no phone. Um, well, they, they, the only thing they have is a two-way radio, but there was an explosion that destroyed the aerial, whatever that means. Basically, the two-way radio, no work. Um, hmm. And she's like, all right, you can get a letter with the postman who won't be back for a week. So that's no good. And then she hears an airplane and she's like, great. So she like runs to see the airplane and like waves her, her hands at it. And it's like, hey, please help me. And the airplane just like tips its uh, uh, wing and then flies away. And Yami explains like, oh, yeah, those are tourists. Uh, they, they won't waving at them won't make them stop. They'll just snap pictures of the charming natives and fly on. It's like that scene in um, that deleted scene in Lilo and Stitch. Have you seen the deleted scene in Lilo and Stitch? When she, when, when the no. the the tourists are like a real native. <laughs> I have Disney not seen this. Scene. I haven't seen Lilo it's, and Stitch in so many years. Okay, it's so so good. Is it just me? This is not necessarily about Lilo and Stitch, but like, I was rewatching some of the movies on Disney Plus, and I don't have a good example right now because I can't think of one because my brain is broken. But like, I feel like Disney just left out some of the things in some of the earlier movies. Like, what do you mean? Enti- like, there are plot holes in my mind that I could have sworn were there in some of, like, I don't know, some of the Disney Channel originals or even some of the classics that I'm like, did I just make that up in my mind? Did I just make up entire subplots in my mind? Like... Well, I need a specific example. I'm confused I as to the question. I just said I don't have one because my brain I is know broken. you don't have one. Like, I don't know. I'll think of one when I think of one. But that didn't make sense. I'll tell you when I think. That's of okay. One. There we go. But I, I mean, Disney does tend to like censor their earliest works, if that's what you mean. No, for sure. Like I, I'm not talking about censorship. I'm talking about like entire plot holes in my ah in my brain. And did they fix them on Disney Plus? No, it's like there are no. It's like there are scenes in my mind from earlier movies that weren't there. On Disney Plus. Huh. Interesting. I I don't know. I, I haven't watched enough Disney classics on Disney Plus to know. Right now I'm I just was... watching Pirates of the Caribbean on Disney Plus. That's incredibly valid. It's valid. But also, it's been a really long time since I've seen any, like, a, a lot of those movies. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, and I don't know where that came from. It just popped into my brain. Um, That's okay. What were we talking about? The deleted scene from Lilo and Stitch. That's that's what. No, I have not seen the deleted scene. What what is? It wasn't. It was. It was a. Uh, it was never included in like the original movie anyway. It was like cut, but like it was never fully animated. But mm-hmm. it's actually really great because it like actually kind of talks a little bit about like the racism of American tourists in like Hawaii and like mm-hmm. and like what the book here is talking about. Because, like, Lilo, like, goes to the beach, 
And like all of the tourists start literally taking pictures of her and like making her into a commodity in her own country. And mm. like, it's really, really also really funny. <laughs> and it's like really good. And I'm kind of mad they cut it. Yeah, why didn't they uh, put it? Well, we all know why they didn't put it in there. But. We know why they didn't put that in there. <laughs> that movie is already kind of radical by Disney standards. No, In terms for sure. of, fa- of the fact that like it actually talks a little bit about like the the uh, poverty issues of Hawaii and the fact that like there's a huge unemployment problem and like like uh, uh oh fuck what is Lilo's sister's name uh Nani oh, Nani, Nani has yeah. to work at like. At like the, she has to work at now. like a bunch of jobs and and yeah. at the at the tourist trap and the fact that the main antagonist of well one of the main antagonists of the movies is a literal agent of the government trying to take uh-huh. Lilo away from her family like fuck Lilo and Stitch is one of the best Disney movies like ever I it's so good probably haven't seen it in ten years and now I'm gonna go watch it after I get home from work today because holy shit it I, definitely I wish- feels a lot different watching it as an adult I wish Disney's phase of doing those of those things like lasted longer like you remember in um atlantis how the entire plot centered around like the exploitation of of an indigenous people and how they were just willing to wipe out all of the people for that energy source without remorse yeah oh disney yeah oh disney i have to be honest can i be honest about atlantis of course i don't get the hype I really don't get the hype. A lot of people are like, it's so underrated, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, mm, sometimes things are underrated for a reason. And I never really, like the side characters, great. They deserved a really good TV show. But like mm-hmm. the actual plot and like Milo, I don't think it's that good. I feel the same way about Treasure Planet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I feel you. I have like a very strong nostalgia for Treasure Planet and for Atlantis because um we owned both of those on DVD like mm. so I would just watch them on repeat um so so like they're it's more nostalgic than anything for me um Treasure Planet I agree with you it's like not the best narratively plot wise it's beautifully animated um there yeah there's things I like in it yeah I like Long John of- Silver and for sure um is that his name I, yeah um because i mean it's based on treasure island but um yeah and i love the um the captain like i love it dearly but that's because it's it's nostalgic to me mm. um but it's definitely like not one of disney's strongest for sure um did you have a favorite disney princess growing up yes tiana <laughs> Tiana and Merida. (laughs) Merida um, for like the first half of the movie. The second half of the movie, Merida, I fucking hate because the movie tries to make like, make like, like it tries to both sides the issue of Merida's mother's patriarchal views on marriage and like be like, oh man, Merida's like, oh, if I hadn't you know, tried to shoot for my own hand, you wouldn't be a bear. And I feel so bad. And I'm like, Girl, she tried to force you into a marriage. You did the right thing. <laughs> it makes me sad because no, I it is really sad. I Merida and Tiana both deserve better movies than what they got. Personally, that's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your I favorite really liked... Disney princess? I don't know. Um, I really liked Mulan growing up. 
like when I was a little mm. kid. She's, she's a badass cool. and I love her. Um, but yeah, I used to watch um, The Princess and the Frog a lot with my sisters. Mm. A lot, a lot. So, and also, Tiana's fabulous. She cooks, she sings. Ugh. I mean, I mean, I wish she wasn't a frog for half the for for the majority of the run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but fun movie, what fun movie. So sorry, I just closed my curtain. Um, also, I really liked Sleeping Beauty as a kid. Like as a very little kid. Yeah, I loved. I her. like Aurora. Cool I loved her design. Her little cottage core moment, mm. even though she's not in most of the movie. The first half yeah. is very good. I loved it's really like, just about Maleficent. It really is. It really is. Um, which is totally fine. But I, I loved like the scene of her walking through the woods, um, and the animation of like, of the um of the countryside, and like how the, yeah. everything is very angular. And I loved it when yes. she was picking berries. I was like, I want that. I want to live there. I really, really liked the animation of Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really it's it's like it's like a perfect blend mm-hmm. of like it's the classic Disney style of the classic Disney style and the like the I guess what people call the Bronze Age Disney style of like the really mm-hmm. sketchiness that I personally enjoy. I think yeah. it's like a really cool mix between the two of them and the fact that it's in like wide instead mm-hmm. of like like it's like wide shot. It's really it just gives it like a huge sense of scale. It just looks beautiful. It is like, beautiful. The plot is whatever. It's a fairy tale, but like it's just an, an enjoyable movie. The, yeah, there's a really gorgeous sense of texture in the animation too. Which yes, and like um, I think the movements are really nice. Especially mm-hmm. this was when like yeah, Disney was really not rotoscoping, but like m- like really like paying attention to like models and they would like do that stuff. It's just really nice and yeah, gosh, it's beautiful. It's really I love it, movie. and I love that it's it's not a musical, but the, like the music in the movie is beautiful, and I yeah. love everything about it. It's like it's just a good movie. There's like not really anything more to it. It's just kind of enjoyable. It's just enjoyable to watch. Um, yeah, it's a nice yeah. it's a nice little movie. Anyway, we um, just spent like a ten minute Disney tangent. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, suffice it to say, they're racist. Um. And uh, they she cannot rely on those planes, um, and she's like, hmm, uh, you, yeah, maybe I can go run to. Them. Yes, maybe I can like run to the place, and he's like, no, it's the sun, you'll die, and she's like, hmm, a, but a kangaroo would wait until the sun went down, and she's like, a kangaroo, eh? <laughs> um. But anyway, she goes back home, and Yami's grandfather is walking, hobbling, really. And he's, like, really fucking sweaty and does not look good. And um, he gives Cassie a gift of a boomerang that he carved. Um, And he's, like, uh, it doesn't go... Well, first, she, um, Yami teaches her how to throw it. And she's like, it's not coming back. And he's like, no. This, this this kind of boomerang is not a game. This is for hunting. It's a weapon. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, well, he, like, Yami, like, they do the thing in movies where, like, the guy helps the girl do the thing, and they're really close, and, like, their noses brush each other. And I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, and all of a sudden, like her, his grandfather collapses, and she's like, "What's up?" And he like, he's like, "I'm just not feeling very good." And so she like is like, "Let's look at that cut," because he he had cut himself while making the boomerang, and he like rolls up the 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 pants, and like it smells like shit, and it's so obvious. It's really fucking infected. It's like purplish and black, and he's like. I carved it with the new carving tool, sharper than anything. I found it in the desert. If I saw it fall, and he like takes out the piece, and it's a piece. It's a. It's the piece of the bug fighter that she shot down, and she's like, "Oh no, 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 no! This is not good. Um, I did this. This is my fault. This hunk of metal, uh, is going to kill Yami's grandfather." Um, and she's like, "Okay, do you have a first aid kit?" We need to get him to a hospital. And and he's like, there's a flying doctor. And, he, and he's like, we need the radio. The radio he di- that she destroyed. Um, and they, he, Yami calls over two of his uncles. They set him onto a table. Um, it's really not going good. He's like getting more infected by the second. Um, and she's like, hmm. Okay, so Yami, here's the tea. So you know how we joked that I can become a kangaroo? I can, though, is the thing. Um, so I'm going to go during the night and cross uh, the desert. Cross the but desert. as time... Cross the desert. But uh, as time goes on, it becomes clear that Yami's grandfather is just literally getting worse and worse and worse by the minute. And, like, the moon is about to come out. And uh, all of a sudden, like, she, like, looks at his leg. And it's, like, so black and swollen it's about to explode um and she's like oh fuck this is bad this is, this bad, is really bad. bad this is bad it's bad she like summons yami and it's like okay there's only one thing left we can do to to fix to fix this problem i you, your grandfather's leg must be amputated um and she's like okay i know exactly where i can get I, I know how to solve the problem. <laughs> and so she like goes and she morphs into a hork and comes back and everyone's like, oh God, Jesus, what the fuck are you? And she's like, it's fine, it's fine. This is necessary. I'm so fine, she like goes, okay. they get a tourniquet, they like, they like tie his leg tight and she's like, all right, I've done amputations before. I know how to do it. I kind of like that. I kind of like how she's like, all right, this is, this is, I, uh, this is not, I'm not going to freak out. I know how to do this. I've done this before. Yeah, she did brain um, surgery on an alien. Yeah, she's 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 a, a genius. Okay, she's a medical genius. Um, but she like ties his leg down and is like, "All right, we're gonna cut through." And they cut through the muscle, and then they cut through the bone, and then they stitch it up. Um, and this his is leg a really cool whole. Oh yeah, it's really, it's a really cool, very very tense, uh, medical situation. <laughs> I love a good medical drama. Oh. I love ER. Um, so I love House MD. Oh, I love House. Um, that are you wait, Aragon? are you being sarcastic or you not? Know that, no, I, I know I love House. I just remembered. Okay, so I'm rereading Aragon. Oh, okay, I promise cool. this would make sense. I'm pretty sure right. the guy who plays no, 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 House, no, no, no. I, I believe plays it. Brom, right? In the in the adaption in the terrible Aragon. Um, oh, movie. Hugh Laurie. Yeah. Thank you. I couldn't Wait. remember his name. Hold Aragon cast. cast. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. John Malkovich. What are you doing in this movie? 
Um, no, Jeremy Irons plays Brom. Okay, I got it twisted in my head, in my mind. Um, That's but, okay. Ward. Like, Never mind. Doesn't matter. You know who plays Durza? Um, you know who plays Durza? Rumpelstiltskin! Everything, Everything comes with comes a price. price! Oh, it's so bad. It's such a bad movie. It's really so bad. Please nobody watch it. Just for, like, the sake. Why are all of these, like, famous people in Rachel this movie? Weiss. Rachel Weiss, John Malkovich, Robert Carlyle's not famous, Jeremy Irons, like, guys... What are you doing here? You don't deserve you to be your good movie? actors. Please stop. That movie is terrible and they changed everything about the book and I hated it so much. Yeah, um, I've heard pretty much that's the entire... Apparently, okay. It's I'm reading the Wikipedia page. I'm reading the Wikipedia page. And someone, oh, there's a section that says possible reboot. And no. I'm going to read it. On the 21st of June, no. 2021, fans of the book series tweeted hashtag Aragon remake in an effort to get Disney, the intellectual hold rights holders following their acquisition of 21st Century Fox, to revamp the book series into a possible television show for Disney+. Within hours, the hashtag began to trend with fans pushing for a proper adaptation. When Paolini found out about this movement, he even encouraged the fans to keep at it and joined it himself. What are you? Would you be okay with an Aragon TV series? Um, only if they let me direct it. No, I think... <laughs> if they let you direct it. Yeah. If Disney hired me to direct it, I think that'd be fine. No, I think I would be okay with it. So long as Paulini had, like, a lot of say into how how it happens, with, like, a lot of input into the series, um, they worked with him. Also, uh, if they made everything really true to the book. That'd be fine. Mm. Disney has been doing like a pretty good job with some TV adaption, so I'd be like, I would watch it, one hundred percent, because it's it's Aragon, it's Aragon. But like, yeah, yeah. If they let me direct it, sure. <laughs> That's like me with the Animorphs TV series. If you let me play Taylor, I will support it. <laughs> like, I... I'll allow it. <laughs> I can't believe Christopher Paolini was 15 when he wrote the, that series. The, the first book, at least. Like, yeah, when he's, yeah. That gave me, that was one of the first things that I learned that gave me an, a huge inferiority complex. I learned that when I was, like, 11, and I was like, damn, I got four years to make up for lost time. When I learned that Mary Shelley wrote <laughs> Frankenstein at 16, I had my entire identity crumbled. I'll be honest. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. I've achieved nothing. I've achieved nothing. I mean, it's it is such a good series. I mean, it's so it's like it's incredible and Aragon is one of the best is one of the most well-written characters I've like I've ever seen in in fiction. It's it's so mm. good. You can tell in the first book I'm reading I'm like, "Oh, this kid is 15 and just got handed the weight of the world on his shoulders and like you can absolutely tell it's so good uh seriously though love it love it yeah shout out to paulini great author uh, i really enjoyed the inheritance cycle when i was a kid 
Really good audiobook. Don't remember the reader. Don't remember the narrator. I just remember that it was in my middle school library. And I was really into audiobooks at the time. Um, Valid. Did you have the audiobooks in your middle school? Or in your high school or anything? Um, We did, but I didn't. I enjoyed reading with my eyes too much. To um... I would do both at the same time. That's fair. I would, I think, I couldn't get into audiobooks because I needed to be doing something otherwise like i couldn't mm-hmm. just sit there and listen to an audiobook in the same way that i could sit there and li- read a book like i would have to be doing something else with my hands um right so yeah i uh yeah they had those little those like individual readers and i think that was what helped because it had buttons that i could press <laughs> that had like speedy uppy buttons you know like you, i would mm-hmm. listen to i'd be like walking to class and i would like have it on i'd have like aragon on like two times speed like listening to it while i'd go to class and that was how i got through yeah. not the whole book series i got up to like three i got up to like that's Brisinger. okay yeah i got up to brisinger and then and then the last book wasn't out yet so then i waited and then i waited too long um so then i had to like years later i had to reread the whole thing to finish it mm. Yeah. Yeah, good book series, though. Uh, sorry, I'm just writing something down. Okay, anyway, so she successfully um, amputates Yami's grandfather's leg, and all of a sudden, a dark shadow goes over the room, and guess who it is? It is the blade ship. Wah, wah. Uh, and she's like, oh, god damn it. I let, ag- I let innocent people into his into danger again. Fuck! <laughs> and she's like... Where's your Where's your mom? Where's T'Challa? Are you guys all safe? And all of a sudden, Visser Three's open thought speak thunders through everyone's head, and he's like, "On delight!" <laughs> and she's like, "Oh shit!" Oh, and he's shit. like, "Surrender now, or I will annihilate every living thing within a square mile." You have three minutes. It's been a while since I've done my Visser Three voice. I think um, you have to do the Australian accent. The Scottish Mr. Three accent, and then Cassie's voice as well throughout the entire rest of the book. All right. <clears throat> anyway, so Yami's like, they have no right to be here. And Cassie's like, they're here because of me. That's not my Cassie voice. They're here because of me. That's my Cassie voice. And then Gran- Yami's grandfather's like, no, no. <laughs> they- oh, and this is actually really Nair. important. <laughs> no. He's actually really important. This is very important. Uh, Cassie's like, they're here because of me. And Yami's grandfather's like, no. They're here because they're evil. You fight these creatures, yes? If you did not fight them, do you think they would leave us alone? Do you think they would stay away from this place and never hurt us? No, they would come. They would take our land. They would destroy our home. Every Our life would be gone forever. This I know. Do everything you can and anything you must. I only wish that I could help. That is so true, Cassie. And this is what I was talking about where I was like, I don't mind so much the guilt because it all comes to like a point. Like they make mm-hmm. a point of it. Of like Cassie, of like teaching Cassie, no, this is not your fault. They're here because they are evil. They're here because they're here. Anyway, she's That's like, a- "All right, no go." No, did you? What was that highlighted as? Curious. Oh, I didn't highlight it as purple. I actually just highlighted it as, as uh, because it's not important to the whole series. Just Cassie as facts. So I just, I just normally, normally highlighted it. Um. But yeah, uh, she ends up morphing into a boom. Uh, no, <laughs> a boom- a she boomerang. morphs into a boomerang. Uh, 
<laughs> Spoilers, um, you guys know Avatar The Last Airbender. Cassie got stuck in Morph as a boomerang, and now she's stuck as boomerang. Oh, yeah. Mine's blown. Mine's blown. Anyway, she's, like, hopping around and chasing people and doing her fighting thing. And, um... Uh, oh, oh! it's important to note that, like, Yami and his family are not, like, just kind of chilling. They, they are, they are helping. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm, trying to, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're, 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 no, they they're, are helping, yeah. They're helping. It wasn't they're really their, their... mentioned very much. Yes. Um... But she's fighting taxons and fighting stuff, and all of a sudden she gets led to the water, uh, where she sees her her kangaroo's identical twin. Uh, she's leading taxons into the water, uh, leading Horkbajir into the water, and like pulling them under and like kicking them and and stuff like that. Uh, the kangaroos are also helping. Um, a, the boot all of a sudden a boomerang whirls and hits one of the Horkbajir in the throat, knocking him in the glass. Or knocking him into the grass. How sharp are boomerangs? Because this is... His serpent well, neck was sliced nearly in half. Well, they were talking earlier about how this is um, like a hunting boomerang. Not a, not mm. like a play boomerang. So it's... I mean, it's specifically for hunting. So I'm, I'm sure it's pretty I sharp. I guess it's very sharp. Yeah. That's cool. Um, it's cool as hell. Hell Yeah. But she's, yeah, this is where Yami's family is, like, helping out. They're, like, beating him up. The doll, the, uh, Tajala even gets her moment, uh, gets his moment to shine. Uh, he, like, jumps up and, like, bites one of the hork on the hand and on the neck and is, like, ripping it open and, it, like, even scares one of them away, which is really funny. Uh, all of a sudden, a human... A, a, a Visser 3's voice bursts over everything and is like, there's human aircraft approaching. Everyone retreat. Prepare for cleanup. The human pilots will not see evidence of this battle. So this is this is how we know that, like, this is why they haven't been finding any evidence. It's because Visser 3 <laughs> takes the time to clean up his mess after playing with his toys. Hey. Hey. He's... I can't. I can't even. I... That's good. That gets a star in my book. That's it. Yes, that's Good. smart. Fine. I'll write it down. Competency. Not not cool. What are the categories Fine. again? Competent, uh, cool. Competent, cool, and clever? And there was another C. There was another C somewhere. Anyway, he's mm. a competency star. Not a cool star. Yes. Not okay. a cool star. Cleaning up your toys is lame, and only lame people do that. Oh. Me? Okay. I have ADHD. My room is a mess. Because <laughs> I'm cool. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that bitch. Um, bitch. Yeah, write that down in my notes, doctor. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, so he, he fucking leaves. Um, uh, tourist planes are flying overhead. They dip their wings at the charming natives and fly on. And all of a sudden, um, a voice is like, Cassie. You must demorph quickly. And she looks up and recognizes a, a chi, a chi that uh, she recognizes. <laughs> um, wow. And it's, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. She recognizes a chi that she recognizes, okay? 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, it's Lord L- Lords. It's Lord, the singer Lord. Um, <laughs> wow, she like she's Australian. Hey, she's Australian. <laughs> she like leans down and is like, Cassie, we'll never be royals. I can. F- <laughs> it's time to. <laughs> I smuggled aboard the blade ship, Cassie. I'm here to get you home. And I'm here to help you download my newest album, Solar Power. Uh, and, and Lord is like, your people have been searching for you night and day. You chose a very good place to hide. Not like the tennis courts. That's not a good place to hide. Uh, and she's like, uh, uh, Cassie's like, there's a man. He needs a doctor. Call a flying doctor. And Lord is like, okay, I've got it covered. You just morph back. I've extended a hologram around the border. No one can see you. Everybody wants to rule the world. And she... Gassie nods and closes her eyes. You like my jokes? My jokes are just songs that Lord has sung. Thanks. I love your jokes. (laughs) Those are the only three I can remember right now. His royals... For the four. Royals, solar power, tennis court, and... Everybody wants to rule the world. Right. Oh, green light! How could I forget green light? Fuck. Okay. Anyway, that was that a shameful sigh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, they go back to the gardens. Everyone's fine, and uh, uh, they're like, "I need to shop." Cassie's like, "I need to shop for something. I need to get a postcard." Um, and they're all chilling and they're postcard. all eating a postcard. And they're just, like, talking, and Cassie's like, oh, of course they said Sydney. I'm stupid. Um, And she's like, apparently they learned that Jake has acted like a total zombie since Jackie's not there. Er, Jackie? Who's Cassie? Jackie's the director of my play that I'm in right now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Is there something you want to tell us, Jenny? I have rehearsal tonight. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Um, um, riveting. Fascinating. It was because Jake, and um, I saw Jake, and I saw Cassie, and then I thought about rehearsal, and then I said Jackie. <laughs> anyway. Jassy. Um, Jake's been acting like a total zombie, um, which Cassie's like, oh, cool, but also, oh, I still feel bad. Um, but anyway, she, like, pulls out a, a a postcard and, like, addresses it to the PD Spring community in Northern Territory, Australia, and she doesn't sign it. And she's like, I'm gonna mail it from the airport. Um, is that a thing you can still do? I don't know. I don't know that you can mail things from the airport anymore. Like, it doesn't... Why wouldn't she just I've go never heard of that. Office? Uh, no, because she doesn't want to put her address on there, you know, in case Visser Three ends up intercepting it for whatever reason. Oh, she don't weird. want to. She doesn't want to be too suspicious. Well, also, you don't have to put your address. <laughs> well, well, you don't have to put a return address on something. I'm so tired. I'm also starting. It's okay. Um, oh, I get anyway. it. All I've eaten today is Nutella. Oh. With, uh, with a spoon. <laughs> wow, that college what? student life. With a spoon, bitch. 
Um, and it's that Costco Nutella, so you know I have a lot. Um, <laughs> I got. I recently got a membership to Costco, and by recently I one, mean four weeks ago. Is there one in Medford? There's one in Grants Pass. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's great. I'm going on Sunday. Uh, anyway. And she, she writes this message, and she doesn't say anything except, no worries. And that's where the book ends! Yay! Yeah. Fun little book. Fun, fun book. So, what are our thoughts? Whoa. What are we thinking? Um, why don't you go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and your thoughts? Okay! Um, I liked it. Um, I thought it was pretty fun. I thought it took a little... I mean... Actually, I, I don't know what how I feel about the pacing because I think the action happened. There was a lot of it in the beginning, but I also really liked the like spy shit that she had to do. It was really tense, mm-hmm. um, like trying to like hide from the Horkajir. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I like that this book takes place in a unexpected <laughs> part of Australia. Like when I figured out it was going to be in Australia, I was like, "Oh, cool! We're going to be with." You're going to Sydney, you're going to the Opera House, Finding Nemo, blah, blah, blah. But it was, uh, it's a part of Australia that we really, really don't see represented a lot. Ever? Um, like the Northern Territory, like ever. And like a people, like in a culture of Australia that we really don't talk about, which is like the Aboriginal people. Um, at least in, in like Western media that is about Australia, mm-hmm. that's like never talked about. And yeah, I think that's really like cool. Sydney and the Outback, pretty much. Yeah, but, like, the Northern Territory is not ever discussed, and I think it's really mm-hmm. cool that it is. And and, and I think that, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not Aboriginal, I'm not Indigenous, so I don't know if it's, like, an accurate representation, but mm-hmm. I really like Yami and his family. Um, they very much feel like people to me, which is, which is always nice, and that's, you know, when it comes to, like, characters that are, like, oppressed peoples or like Mm -hmm. minorities like that's the first thing i look for is like do these people feel like people and for me yami and his family feel like people yeah especially when they're characters that will probably only be in one book Mm -hmm. you know uh and i think that yami and his family feel like people to me and and i really appreciate that um gosh i had more thoughts but I just I I enjoy it. The one the one thing I really didn't care for was the whole maybe romance between Yami and Cassie. It just really didn't make sense to me. It didn't feel necessary. I get that it's Jackie. Fuck! I get that it's Cassie feeling guilty, but that still it still is just like to me it reads as like oh it's like a a female character and a male side character. They're of the same age. Let's try to make like a romance out of like I don't know. I just didn't care for it. I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't like it. They could have just been homies and that would have been fine um that's fair but other than that i i enjoyed it um it was fun it was uh it was good and it was just oh it was nice to have uh, an animorphs book that's really is just one character just doing mm-hmm. their thing like this is just cassie doing her thing like yes there's yami and his family and of course but like really this is a book about cassie and her feelings about guilt and this idea of like Oh well, I brought them here. It's my fault. I liked that this was an examination of 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 that sort of thing that Cassie's been going through a lot lately. I thought it was really well done, and, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. And I'd give it what's your rating? Like an eight, eight point, an eight nice. out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah, you know, wasn't mind blowing, but like it was, uh, it was good. I what do you think? Agree. Um, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I thought it was really refreshing to have. Like you said, 
and the one the one character focus um especially in the past couple of books they just felt a little bit a little bit tiring to have the same like it it just felt like we have like the same banter the same problems the same um dilemma like we have Rachel and Marco fighting we have Tobias has drama we have Rachel I mean we have Jay's pacing Cassie's re- like raising moral questions and that can get like a little bit tiring after a while just to have the same group dynamic without a lot of visible change um so I thought that was really refreshing just to have Cassie also I'm biased because I love Cassie and I love it when it's just her and we're just examining like, what she is thinking what she's going through um so I really liked that. I also really liked the change of setting. I thought was really fantastic. Um, we're kind of like again. It was just really. It was just a really nice break from routine. We're kind of stuck in their same unnamed town with a lot of the same problems and complications and stresses. And I liked that this was just Cassie trying to survive in a place that she's not familiar with, with um, help from good people. Um, I really like that. I thought the pacing was good. Um, I loved the action. I loved like how she's trying to hide on the plane. I thought that was great. Um, um, I, yeah, I, I really liked all of it. Um, I think you kind of said it. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that I have a lot more to add to that. You you put it really well. Um, hmm. I would say like an 8 out of 10 for me. It's fantastic. Cool. Um, Glad we're both on the same. Do you have page. any other? We're definitely on the same page here, to the point where, like, I can't think of a single other thing that to say that you haven't already covered. I agree with. Yeah, the ditto. I think the rom- Yeah, I think the romance with um with Yami wasn't necessary, and I'm wondering if like how much of it was was like actually romance or otherwise just like another piece of guilt that we're adding to to Cassie's burden. Um I don't know. Hmm. I I I'm having trouble like forming an articulate thought. I'm so tired. That's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um That's okay. Anyway, eight out of ten. Next week we're gonna be looking at the revelation with Marco. Ya boy. Mmm my boy my motherfucking boy oh and oh, this is very interesting. excited very exciting besides what? the the bang and cover marco's turning into an ant here oh and he does not like doing that oh no he does not none of them do and the tagline is sometimes there's no escape even for the animorphs even for the animorphs oh this so, is a cool cover it's hot yeah this is gonna be really it is hot like Everything looks like it's on fire. Um, yeah. And of course, we got the watch. Oh my God, this is this is crazy, this Bryn. Is we only book. have three more books. Bryn, this is crazy. We only have three more books until the Elmist Chronicles, and that's the last Chronicles book. What? That's the last You're one. Right, the and then there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven books left. That's so fucking weird. Oh my God, that's really weird. Ugh. 
crazy. Okay. Okay. Oh well, in that case, what are we what are we hoping to look for in this past in these We have about 10 books left besides the Elemis Chronicles, which we're going to Gosh, I don't know. I, I What are you looking for in these last 10 books? I'm hoping these next 10 books get less serialized and more uh, or, or less episodic and more serialized and that we can actually have a real build to what we might think the, the actual villain might be because I'm a little worried mm-hmm. that with the just with the nature of these books, the ending is going to just be the finale book, and there's not going to be any lead up to it in uh-huh. these next coming books. Like I'm really hoping we'll get more about Cryak because I think Cryak yes. is the main baddie. Um, yeah, the t- what about I'm really, the really hoping game? we'll get more about that. Yeah, the ch- yeah. I mean, there's the whole Elemis Chronicles. We're probably going to learn a lot there. The Uno between God. <laughs> the Uno between um, gods, like God and other God. Um, God and Satan <laughs> playing Uno. Like, well, technically not Satan. Satan is an angel. Anyway, um, I would, yeah, that's that's probably what I'm hoping. What about you? Yeah, I mean, all of that. I want to see more of Cryak. I want to see more of the Elemist. I want to see... Um, I feel like there are some consequences to, like, Elfanger's decision and just some of the earlier Andalite Chronicle books that we haven't seen. Oh, it's time. Again. Um, it's time. wrapped up. Yeah, like, I, I feel like there are some um, unexplored consequences to the Elmist interferences. Um, yeah. Also, like, the the alternate timeline, I'm hoping we're getting a little bit more of that. I want to see more of Cryak. I want to see um, more of the Drode. I'd like to see some more Drodey. Yeah, I want to know more about the Drode's deal. Mm-hmm. Like, what's this whole like, thing? What's its deal? It's just, I what's feel its like deal? he's just here for the drama. Um, yeah, he's just here for the tea and the, the drama and the conflama. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to see. Yeah, I want to see, um, like a, a Rachel have a meaningful book that really explores her. Would love that. I would love that for her. Would love that if you know she had her. some growth. Uh, I'd love some growth for Rachel. I want some. I want to see uh, some growth for jake that's revolving around tom and also like how his um Mm. his arc is we haven't had a jake book in a while that really like really explores his growth as a character like what about his whole thing his whole thing is like we're running out of time and now we literally are running out of time we only have really 10 books left how is i mean obviously he doesn't know that but um how does how does that affect him yeah, um, I really would like Tom to get resolved. You yes, know? I want that to come to a satisfying conclusion. That has and, and not even like a happy pressures. conclusion, but like like yeah. a like one that makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, absolutely. We're not asking for this series to end in happiness and rainbows because I feel like there is no way that it can. I'd feel cheated. And also feel satisfying. I yeah, I would feel cheated and also feel kind of angry if it did end with like, oh, everything's fine. Um. But you know I what just, I am I just, noticing, though? What? Oh, sorry. Continue. No, go ahead. I was just noticing, I'm looking at the covers, um, and starting with book 45, the Animorphs logo, all, on all the other covers, on, or at least on most of the other normal covers, the Animorphs logo, the background is a color, and the text is white. But on these mm. next coming back, uh, covers, the background is black, and the text is a different oh, color so i think these books the are gonna get countdown. really yeah, i think these books are about to get really fucking serious i'm so, so into, at least I'm if the so cover sweet. is any indication yeah i'm ready for some intense 
Animorphs. I mean, these books are intense, but I'm ready for some intense Animorphs. I want to see, um, like, some co- what what's going on with that conflict in the Anati planet? I want to see- I want to, yeah, I mean, fuck. Like, what about Visitor 1? Her arc needs to be to be wrapped up in a meaningful and satisfying way. Uh, I want to see Visitor 3 be punished. <laughs> I want to see that man die. Um, I think those two things aren't going to happen until the finale book. I agree. I know. I, I completely agree. I, at least like, that's what I would prefer. Me too. I just I'm just sitting for the rest of the series. This is what I want um, in general, yeah. not necessarily for the for the immediate next few books. Um, oh, what else? What else? I want to see the Andalite issue be addressed again. Mm-hmm. I want to see the Andalite species come back in. I don't know. Maybe either help them or hinder them or i just want to see the the question of andalites and where they stand in this war explored a little bit more i would i that, would like to see oh sorry go i was just gonna say like in that vein axe also finding his place yeah. in in his with his people and yes where he stands that's oh. what I was gonna say that I wanted as well. Was was like I what would like to see Axe like mother? maybe. Oh yeah, fuck! I would like the, our, our prediction to be correct. Yeah, where's Lauren? But fuck, where's the Lauren? Where's Lauren at, guys? Also, what's up with Chapman? Bring her out. Am I crazy yeah, for wanting Chapman? to see Chapman get fixed? No, you're not crazy. Thank you. You just want what's best for uh, Melissa, which I completely understand. I want to see yeah for yeah. the both of them, honestly. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see a, a lot of things happen. Um, how is Jake gonna die? Is he gonna die? Is he gonna die? Are all of them gonna die? Yes. Like, I think it's Jake. <laughs> I, I think Jake's it's... gonna sacrifice himself for the good of the people. Yeah, that would make more sense. That would like, in terms of character, that would make the most sense out of any of them. If if somebody's gonna sacrifice himself for the rest of them, it's gonna be Jake. Um. Mm. I'm so curious. And what's I wonder what the Elemist Chronicles is going to be. Is it going to be that we're going to we're going to explore the Elemist's infinite past or are we going to is it going to be him with like fucking with the Animorphs again? I'm you know what I'm curious about is Visser uh, it'd be Visser 2? Who the fuck is Visser 2? We don't know. What's their deal? Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of, of things I'm really excited to to get into, hopefully. Yeah, there's next, like not a lot if, of time left to get into them. In these so. next couple books, yeah. Not couple books, <laughs> in these next ten books. Yeah, high hopes, though. We have high hopes. High hopes. Really excited. Um, yeah, those are all of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have thoughts of your own, you can email us at theanamorphsbookclub at gmail.com, or you can send us a DM on Twitter at anamorphin, that's A-N-I-M-O-R-P-H-I-N, or you can send us a voice message on Inca, those are always fun. All we ask is no spoilers, please and thank you. Next week, we are going to be reading book 45, The Revelation, and that was like the first time in a couple episodes that I've gotten through the th- the, the monologue, the thoughts monologue, uh, perfectly. Good job. Good job. Um, yeah, I, um... Do you have anything else you'd completely. like to say, Breen? No, <laughs> not really. Um, I this is our, our South Dakota accent, obviously, so, as you can tell. Uh, our South Dakota accent. Um, yeah. um, anyway, no, 
We'll really? see you all next week uh, when we read through the revelation. Uh, uh, remember to go visit the Bedlands in South Dakota, cunt. They say cunt a lot in Australia. I wasn't actually calling it. Bye. Bye.